I am Bill Cartwright with Living Right with Bill Cartwright. And this is the Stress Mastery Podcast, where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery. Hey, everyone. This is Patrick with this week's Ego Maniac. Hopefully you guys are having, have had a good couple days. This first day of a holiday week. So maybe some some people have gotten off to a slow start. Hopefully not. Uh, good day here. Glad, always glad to get uh, get rolling again after a long weekend. Last week we talked about parenting and discovering purpose uh, of your kids, and I just wanted to clarify. Uh, one thing in particular, you know, although, yes, I give grace to my kids on certain things based on what we discussed last week, purpose, and knowing that, for example, my oldest son has a tendency to push back and and all those things. And my youngest son, my middle kid, he is forgetful and all the things that I discussed. I, I wanted to clarify that doesn't mean that we don't have tough conversations. Uh, that also doesn't mean that they are not held accountable for their actions. And I just wanted to make sure that that was clear Um we all need accountability, especially at the age of 16 and 14. And no matter what age you are, someone has to hold you accountable. And a lot of times those are tough conversations to have. So, yes, my wife and I educate ourselves on a high level regarding each individual kid and what buttons to push and what to put up with a little bit and what we have to understand better, but that does not mean that we don't hold accountable and that there aren't multiple very tough conversations that we all understand that has to, has to be had. Sometimes those conversations I would never go into saying that there we yell at each other, but my tone can become serious. Um, and we also have to make sure we're respecting each other, all those good things that come with the, with parenting. So I just wanted to clarify that. And, and, you know, yes, we have to, do the best we can and understand each other as well as possible. But the job does not get easier in regards to you know, the, the number of serious accountability conversations that are had. So just wanted to make sure after listening to the, to the recording, just wanted to make sure to clarify that. Uh, yes, it helps to understand all those things. But as we all know, that doesn't make the job easier, but 
at least you're strategically doing things opposed to maybe getting getting uh, out of control. So, all right, put a bow on that. This week, the topic is vitality. And I know Bill is a vitality purpose. Uh, so is my wife. Um, I'm not even going to go touch that part of the vitality. Um, Bill will get into that and has already gotten into a little bit of that um, in the last week and then this week kind of leading into uh, all the purposes. Um, what I'm going to, what I'm, the direction I'm going to go is the vitality, the, the definition of vitality. And I'm going to state this again, Bill went through this on Tuesday's episode, but the state of being strong and active with a high energy and I also saw this as a part of um, kind of looking into the word itself. It says the feeling of being alive. And so when I think of when I think of that word and what it means, I think about me over the years, and I'm 47 years old. And everything that I've tried and and all the different ways to do things that I've heard people describe, meaning here's the workout that I do. You should try this diet. You should try this workout. Here's what I think would be best for you. All of the, you know, the self-help books, the, um, I mean, countless little blurbs on whichever social media um, outlet you use, the news, if you still listen to that or watch that. Um, we we are inundated with kind of what, what is the best thing for you. You know, the here's how you should do it. Um, again, from a training standpoint, from a personal development standpoint and from a diet standpoint. And over the years of hearing every possible way to do all of the above, here, here's my take on it. My take is this. I feel the best that I've ever felt in my life right now. And I am blessed for that and grateful for that um, beyond words. And I got to thinking, why is that? Uh, I obviously work extremely hard on, um, on making sure that I am the best I can be for myself. And then in turn from, for my business and family and friends and, and all, all of that, right. All of our priorities and I go and I, I think back over the years and think when I was stuck and when I wasn't feeling my best. And I think it comes down to just a stagnation. Um, and I've, I've trained and I, I know I talked about this a, a few weeks, even last week, I talked about you know, when my uh, first 
first kid was born, my oldest son. And I, I described that, that picture and not recognizing the picture of myself in my own backyard. And, and that's, that's absolutely a true story. And I did start, start training at some point in time. And, um, a good friend of mine got me back in the gym and, and, and the rest, I guess you call it is history. Um, uh, but over those years of when I got back into it, you know, I, I made that first big jump and started getting back in shape and that thank God happened really quickly. Um, but then there were multiple years that I think back where kind of it got stagnant and where I hit those plateaus. And I do believe, I mean, those plateaus can last an extended period of time, uh, even a year or so. And I think back, I just made a bunch of notes on why I think that happened. And I kind of landed on a, a mentality that I've heard multiple different trainers discuss. And and that mentality in regards to lifting and uh, strength training is muscles confusion, muscle confusion, meaning you're not training each muscle the same way every time you train, right? You're mixing up your, your workouts. And I thought about that muscle confusion and I'm going to take it a step further. Um, the experience that I've, I've had is not only do you have to implement muscle confusion, confusion into the equation with your strength training, but I think in general, excuse me, in general, we've got to go a little bit, we've got to go a few steps further and think about each area of that vitality and that word. And, I, and I'm going to group in your training. I'm going to group in diet. And then I'm going to group in personal development. So if we take those three items, I think you have to enter in the mentality of brain and or body confusion. And I think back of when I hit that plateau, I was going to or those multiple plateaus. I was going to the same gym every day at the same time and doing somewhat the same type of workout. We were working hard. Um, we did different types of workouts, but it was the same type of, you know, we, the time, and I think, think they call them hit, the hit exercises where you're, you're working for time or you're working for reps um, and you're going from station to station. And I love that gym and I love those trainers and um, the workouts were good, but it really became almost mentally like my brain and my body became fatigued of that type of workout. And, and what that led to is, you know, I felt that I had that I, I wouldn't say owed it to that group, but you know, you, you do have a sense of community and, and 
you want to support good people. And those people um, that were that owned that gym were, were good people and ended up being friends of mine. So it's not like, you know, at that time you, I didn't feel like I wanted to go to another gym. And so I just kind of kept doing it. And that to me led to multiple plateaus in my exercise and in my own body and in from a, from, from a recovery standpoint and from a, a health and well-being standpoint, um, my weight would fluctuate. Um, I, I remember coming home fatigued. Um, just it was an odd place. And we all have been there when you plateau out with your training. Um, you just kind of are mentally fatigued of the workout itself. Uh, and therefore, your body responds in different ways. Uh, and I think I looked fairly healthy, but I don't know that I felt healthy. I don't, I didn't feel good. I, I would, I remember being injured some during those times, you know, my back, my back or my knee or different, different things, shoulders. Uh, and, and I kind of come, come around to this, you know, from all of the, experience that I've had with training um, and with the different ways to eat, if you want to group that into a diet and then personal development, you know, over the years, as I've kind of perfected in my mind, tried to perfect and continue to try to perfect my process, that brain and body confusion has helped me tremendously. And you know, another another thing, and I have going through my notes here, when when you become stuck in that routine or that particular workout, what I find now, now that I've can kind of see and maybe hear when people are stuck and in they start defending, for example, I had someone today kind of defending the CrossFit of, of how they feel that CrossFit's the greatest thing ever. You know, um, I've heard people defend, try to defend lifting extremely heavy, um, different ways to work out. And you get stuck there and you become almost blind to another way of doing things. And I believe, and I, and I was there you you feel like okay this is my community these are my people and i'm going to defend not only the workout but my group um the the environment and and what i find now is when people get into conversation with me and and start defending and i look at them and not from a judgment standpoint but just be like okay interesting they're defending say crossfit and they're saying they're going every day. And I mean, totally transparent from my end, I look at them and like, you don't look like you go to the gym every day. You don't look that strong. Or when I talk to them about how they feel, they definitely don't come off as having that vitality. 
you know, having that high energy. They talk about injury. They they talk about fatigue. And and so those are just things that I notice. I also, a lot of people will maybe even more so than any kind of training defend, for example, running. Like if you're a runner um, and, and Bill kind of shared this term with me early on is a, when you're stuck in a particular say cardio and, and let's, let's use running. Cause I think that's probably the most common and you're a quote unquote runner and you have to run X number of miles a day. You know, Bill shared the, the term skinny fat with me early on as we were discussing all these things. And, and a lot of times I'm, I know people love to run, but a lot of runners, when you talk to them, it's kind of the same thing, the fatigue, the um, injuries, then you dig a little deeper. And if you, if they have had blood work and have looked at their blood work extensively, that's where that skinny fat term comes from, meaning they're skinny, they're lean, they look in shape, but their body is not recovering and their blood work is not good. It shows that they have not recovered and that their body is basically kind of eating their own muscle, right? And so I, I think about all these things and just, I feel like you know, the just like we have a comfort zone, your body and your brain in regards to your training and working out and diet and personal development, there I, I feel like there's a whole separate comfort zone. And when I think when I started thinking about this vitality and, and kind of the approach that I have uh, tried to to take here in the last say three to four years is we all know we have to get outside of our comfort zone. I think the same thing, actually, I will say, I know the same thing is true from my experience with training and diet and personal development. We've got to get our brain and our body out of its comfort zone. Um, and, and think about it, this way, it's like when you're when you're doing the same workout, I mean, I think there's scientific backing that says that your muscles and, and your your body get used to those particular movements and basically learn to do them as efficiently as possible, which is giving you less and less benefits as you continue to do those same workouts. Um, and then I feel like maybe to an extent doing, say, for example, the same diet. Um, and so I, I wanted to get into some different activities that I use to con confuse my brain and body that have, that I've worked on and, and built this list, like I said, over the last, I would say four to five years. Um, and of course, not saying that I've got all this figured out 
but I do feel that I've tried multiple different things and I've listened to different people's approaches and I've kind of, I've constructed my own list and my own process that fits me the best. And the mentality that I would uh, challenge you to take is do the same thing. Try multiple different things. If something on this list sounds interesting to you, try it. Put, Put yourself outside of that comfort zone. Put your brain and your body out of that comfort zone and, and be open to new things. So here, here's my list. In regards to training, I do listen to Bill in regards and believe strongly in Bill's mentality that after 35, we have to push weight and we really need to push heavyweight to keep our joints and our muscles in that mentality of, okay, we're, we're still growing. We're still working. So I do strength train at least three times a week. Um, I will on different days and I go by feel, I will do 30 minute cardio sessions that include resistance. For example, I do love the Peloton, the Peloton. If you do the 30 minute classes and and do the resistance and really follow the program, work your ass hard. Um, your legs come off of those things, almost shaking, which I love that. So I would consider that cardio and resistance. Another thing that I like a lot that I feel kind of gets the whole body, including the resistance is the cascade climber. It's like a, uh, also some something similar is called a Versa climber. Uh, some gyms, I don't know, a lot of gyms don't have those. Um, but I actually, I love it so much. I bought one for myself and have it here at the house. And um, that is a great workout, but I do it for 30 minutes. Don't go crazy. I don't do it again, randomly throughout each week. I kind of gauge my body and my time that I have and and sometimes do the Peloton, sometimes do the climber, sometimes do both on different days. But again, just going through things that I use. So strength training every week, 30 minute cardio sessions with resistance randomly, Um, some some weeks more than others. Then I'm going to go into, and this one always gets people, but bar class, and this isn't the the bar you sit at to drink. It is B-A-R-R-E. And uh, the studio I go to is Bar 3. And I describe this as a mixture of Pilates and yoga that includes some strength aspects. And this class, I will, I will say, is at least the class that I go to I do bar uh, bar class two days a week. I try to book in my strength training, uh, strength train Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, sometimes on Friday, and then I do bar class Monday and Friday. And you want to talk about getting out of my comfort zone. I'm in. Uh, my wife does the bar class, and funny story. 
I would, it's been maybe three years ago, maybe even four, but I'm going to stick with three. Three years ago, she was going regularly and I would kind of throw out a comment of, oh, I'm sure your bar class was really tough. I would call it Richard Simmons. For those of you who remember Richard Simmons and kind of throw jabs at her, uh, little knife turns about the class. And she would be like, well, it's actually really tough. And I'm like, okay, sure, sure it is. So again, the unknowing, the unknown, and I I just didn't know what I didn't know. And I was giving her a hard time just to do it. And so one day she comes in the house and she says, oh, you know, uh, my the girls that own the bar studio, we're gonna, they're going to do a Valentine's Day workout for all the husbands. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay. And I don't think I understood to the extent of what kind of setup this was. So basically, they do this. They did this Valentine's Day workout. They had all the husbands come in and proceeded to absolutely kick our ass and I mean crushed us so they designed this class that they knew would kill us and sure enough I mean sweating and uncomfortable and feeling uncoordinated and zero balance and just overall felt like a horrible athlete in there for an hour and when I got done, I realized what had happened. And again, I'd been set up and all the girls had smirks on their faces and, you know, they loved every second of it. And my approach was the opposite of the rest of the dudes that came out of that class. They to themselves and out loud said, I will never come back in here again. My mentality was, was different I knew what had been done. I knew that they thought they crushed our bodies and our spirits. They did not succeed in the spirit part with me. They did get my body that day. But from that day on, I've been to bar per my schedule, but pretty damn consistently two days a week since that happened because I, my mentality was there's no way that I can go out like this. And I also kind of felt that, man, this is something, if it kicked my ass this bad and I felt like I was in pretty damn good shape then, then clearly I need more of this. So that was my approach and I'm glad that I did. And ever since all the it's me and basically a bunch of housewives. They've been very accepting of me and treat me like a a part of the part of the family. And um, it's a lot of fun and I've enjoyed it, but check that out. Check out the exercises. I will say that my wife and I have been to other bar classes when we travel and the workout is very instructor dependent. So you could make bar super, super easy to the point where you you feel like you kind of haven't done too much, or you can make it very difficult, like the two sisters that own our bar studio, they make their classes difficult. I'm coming out drenched in sweat, and it's amazing. 
And so check that out. Find you a bar studio, especially for you guys. Um, go in there. Talk about getting out of your comfort zone. I would absolutely love to hear from the first person that de that decides to go try bar. Um, hook me up. Let me know. Um, let me know that you did it and what you thought. So, again, from my training, strength training, 30-minute cardio sessions that include resistance, my bar class that now you guys know my story about bar, and then I will sprinkle in some boxing. Uh, I really, really love the boxing. Um, Schedule-dependent, uh, it's, uh, it's tough for me to add that 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 fourth thing in sometimes sometimes I'm depending on what part of the year it is I'll be able to add it in but I do love the boxing and and when I say boxing I don't mean going into these places where you you know hit on these bags I mean like legit one-on-one -on -one where somebody's holding hands and wearing the bodysuit and and you're throwing combos I love it not just for the workout, but you have to mentally engage into that. And, and I will say from a bar, from the bar class standpoint, that is a focus oriented workout because it's a lot of balance and a lot of different movements that are just small movements, those smaller connector muscles and um, ligaments to where you've got to be locked in. So I love, I love that. I've worked extremely hard on trying to be able to focus um, at higher levels. So boxing and bar class help tremendously. So those are the different aspects of my training. Uh, again, the bar class gets the most attention when people find that out just because their, uh, their stereotype and stigma of bar class is either soft workout or I didn't know any males did that. So anyway, I get, get some interesting looks and questions about the, the bar class, but try it. You'll see what I'm saying. Find a, find a tough instructor and, and get it done. Let me know. Um, in regards to diet, I try multiple different things and I'm going to combine my training with the diet and in I will set different short-term goals that that dictate my diet and some of those goals will be uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar but you can look it up of the um in body I N B O D Y in body machine that test that it gives you your body weight, it gives you your body fat percentage, it gives you your skeletal lean muscle mass, it gives, you know, it basically left arm, right arm, trunk, left leg, right leg. So it breaks, breaks it down really well. Again, another challenge slash put it on your to-do list, find someone that has an in-body machine. I love that because it's a great measurable, which we all love. And it also is nice to be able to set short-term goals. 
And what I mean by that is every so often I will maybe try to trim off a percentage point of my body fat, or I will work on increasing my lean muscle mass. Um, Sometimes I'll combine weight and the body fat for no other reason other than just kind of push myself, push my limits and again, take myself out of that comfort zone. So I combine that and then that those little short-term goals will dictate some different things that I will try with my diet. I do a lot of intermittent fasting. I find for me personally, not eating until around 12 p.m. works really well. Now, it's tough to get your protein in when you do that, uh, the amount that I'm supposed to get in, which is uh, a good bit along with my calories. But I again, I mix these things in and I change it up, but I will try intermittent fasting. I will go heavier protein, lower carbs at certain times. I'll mix in cheat days. And, you know, I have down here, and I, I don't know if Bill's going to like me saying this, but I'll I'll have a cheat day during the week. Sometimes, depending on how I'm feeling, sometimes I'll mix in a couple cheat days during the week. We, when we're eating, another thing Bill taught me early on is your diet can't be a punishment. You can't look at it as I am punishing myself. And in the way I took that and, and defined that in my world is I want to find something that I can execute consistently. And like Bill says on his show, and like we believe in stress mastery, dieting really can't be in your vocabulary. Your diet has to be something that is more a lifestyle, how you live, which equals how you eat. What do you put in your body? And to do that, mixing it up with different approaches and figuring out what works best for you to make sure that it's not a punishment has been extremely uh, helpful and healthy, I was saying helpful and healthy, but very a healthy process in in how I do my diet. Now, I know there's certain things that I have kind of taken out of my diet, one of them being beer. My body just does not like or do well. And I've never been a beer, a big beer drinker, but that's just one thing that my body doesn't do well. And in in my my food testing and all that, I mean, it all shows that. So that's something I've taken out of it. Um, from a carb standpoint, try not to eat carbs later in the day. My body doesn't do a great job processing carbs in general, which of course beer is, is on that list. Um, so like I said, just diet, it can't be a punishment and you've got to try different things. You will find 
the healthy mix for you in particular. Not a one size fits all by any stretch. And that diet, it you you do try different things, but it has to be based around the results of that extensive blood panel. And that extensive blood panel, those panels have to be taken. I try my I try to do mine every three months because things change. So that diet, yes, try different things, but set the different approaches around what those blood panels and your food allergy tests say. So you've just like the parenting, finding those purposes, that's all self-education. Diet has to be the same thing. Educate yourself and don't just fly into it blind. Get, get to know your body as well as you possibly can and then set the course from there. And then let's go into, um, from a personal development standpoint, I, I kind of grouped that as personal development, but, but actually I looked at my notes here I, and I like what I said right here. I, my grouping for that will be self-care. And from a self-care standpoint, you know, loving yourself and that mentality that we've discussed on the show, if you are not taking care of you first, and you are not at the high operating on the highest level that you can operate. How, what do you have left to give others? How do you help others? How are you there for your family and friends and have that energy level and, and aware and present if you're not taking care of yourself? And I will say this with an exclamation point. The answer is you cannot give to others if you don't take care of yourself. You can't do it. And if you do try, we've all been there, you're going to crash and burn. It's not sustainable. Okay. So self-care, I'm going to go into some different things that I do. Uh, self-care from a body standpoint I'll do massage fairly regularly. Uh, I'll mix in some fascia blasting, um, look out uh, or look up a lady named Ashley Black. Um, once again, I'm sure she's going to pay me big, big money to mention her on my podcast here. But Ashley Black developed the fascia blaster and it's an awesome set of tools. She started it in um, working with baseball players and then that moved into football players. And it just, again, I, I won't go into a uh, commercial here for Ashley Black and the Fashion Blasters, but check it out. It's awesome and extremely effective and useful in your self-care care routine. So for me, massage, fascia blasting, Stretching, definitely work hard and, and focus on recovery days, certain days where I'm not working out. I'm not doing one of the multiple items that I listed at all. You know, I'll 
work around the house. I will do whatever we're doing as a family, but no, no workout. So recovery days, it can't be overstated, prioritizing sleep. The studies regarding sleep and your performance and health and well-being are overwhelming. Um, if you do not listen or believe in that, I, I don't really know what to tell you. Um, you, you people that fall on the sword of not sleeping and working and and waking, you know, sleeping four or five hours and, and doing that over and over and claim that they're work out working everybody. Good luck with that uh, is all I will say. So not sustainable people that are saying that they're doing this. You're not seeing the end result. You're not seeing what their life truly looks like. They may have a monstrosity of a bank account, but most likely disastrous other parts of their life. So prioritize sleep, prioritize water, and then, of course, can't get, be on a be on Bill's podcast without mentioning prioritize your personal development. Uh, for me, I, I, as I've said multiple times, I've coached with Bill now for more than three years, and just the amount of information that I've been open to gathering myself on top of everything that Bill has taught me has, has been life altering for myself. And I do believe for my family. So go back to that comfort zone, right? I mean, self-care is going to get you outside of your comfort zone. People will guilt you for going and taking time to get a massage or to prioritize sleep or prioritizing a day where you coach for a couple hours. The guilt will be there. Most, most people in your circle will try to to make you feel bad about doing these things, make fun of you. It, it's a real thing. It is a absolute real thing. Uh, and, and that's, listen, that's a case. As we know, if you dig into stress mastery and the tribe and that mentality of the tribe of, if your tribe is negative and it's built around negativity, there that tribe is going to guilt you on each one of these items that I've mentioned, training, diet, self-care. And I've witnessed these guilts to people I know. Uh, I've experienced all of these things. And it does. It tests you at first. But like I've always said, the it's kind of that saying, the proof's in the pudding, right? The results speak for themselves. And at 47 years old, I feel the best that I've ever felt. And it is because I have worked very hard on this brain-body confusion method and keeping that vitality level as high as I possibly can. 
And so I'll wrap up by saying all the things that I just mentioned are things that I've tried. I know there are multiple, multiple other avenues out there in each one of these categories of diet and training and self-care that are effective. As people share things with me, I try everything or read about every possible thing and um, and look at implementing it or trying, for example, you know, from a standpoint of fasting, different uh, mentalities of fasting. I've tried multiple different uh, things. So the bottom line is this vitality focus of the week. Remember, feeling of being alive and that you have to make it make a conscious effort to feel alive and to have that high energy level and to be strong and to keep that activity level up. Uh, and as I've, as I've said, my process after trying and doing and failing multiple times over comes to this, this mentality of brain body confusion, doing different things, being outside your comfort zone uh, and pushing yourself make it about you. Don't listen to the people in the, the rafters. You do you. Be the best you you can be. Push yourself outside that comfort zone. And I know from experience, good things happen. If you guys have any questions, um, want to know more about my process or anything, anything you guys uh, that would help, uh, hit me up in the community and I'm glad to share anything I can to help. All right. Make it a great week. Thank you so much. 